welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. <clears throat> the purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, undoubtedly, undoubtedly see if I can even start this off here, most of you have heard of the old Chinese proverb, the journey of a thousand li commenced with a single step. Its origin is found in chapter 64 of the Tao Te Ching, ascribed to the Chinese sage Lao Tzu. At a time when you didn't know how you were going to proceed in your life, if you were fortunate enough, some of you may have been given encouragement by a wise elder such as, just take one step at a time. I've heard several people who made it through the emotional devastation of a life-altering loss say something like, all I could do was to put one foot in front of the other to get through it. And one of my other favorite sayings is, one day at a time. Whether you are taking the very first step of a long excursion or trying to persevere through the most demanding part of your whole life, your journey appears to be a step-by-step process. You might experience various phases of your life or your whole life as a kind of journey. As such, it has a beginning point and a destination. Yet, what truly is that experience you refer to as your life? So for our show today, we offer you a third-eye view exploration of what you daily experience as your life's journey and how that process works. We've titled this episode, Arrive at Your Destination to Start Your Journey. For most people, what they may consider to be their life journey begins with their birth and continues until they arrive at their destination when they die. Life as an immortal soul, however, doesn't really begin at your birth or end with the death of your physical body. You are immortal as a soul. There is no beginning and no ending. Then from your perspective as a soul, what would that portion of your never-ending life that you live in an incarnation here in this world be like? That's the part of your eternal life that you might experience as kind of a life journey. In fact, that's the only part your overall continuing life as a soul that you could experience as a journey in which you can take steps from the beginning of your incarnation all the way through to your destination when you are ready to depart from this world to return to your home in spirit. The reason for that is that only here in this world is there any experience of the passage of time or the movement through space and distance. In the timelessness and limitlessness of spirit, there would be no such experiences. As we've mentioned many times on our show, spirit simply is, meaning nothing ever changes. 
in time or space. Again, there are no beginnings or endings. Then what happens when you incarnate in your body at birth and start experiencing your life in this world? You begin to experience, drum roll please, change. You experience the passage of time and the movement through space. You experience that it's taken you a certain amount of time to move from there to here. You can even experience that it will most likely take you a certain amount of time to move from here to there in the future. You can have the memory of having moved from one place to another sometime in your past. For an immortal soul, that forever just is in spirit. That experience of the passage of time and the movement through space is quite a wild ride at first. You're like a stranger in a strange land. It may take a while to even get used to it initially. You might notice that in what are considered more primitive cultures, there are no clocks. As the culture advances in technology and industry, more and more emphasis gets placed on time and space. In a more primitive society, you might have told your family that you'll be home by sundown. In the more modern society, each member of your family may require you to be more exact in terms of when you plan to actually arrive to the house because one member needs you to go get groceries for dinner, whereas another one wants you to drive them to the theater to meet their friends. Specific times have to be agreed upon for everyone to get their needs and wants met. Then, not only you, but everyone needs to have a reliable watch or clock that you could get all synced up for the agreement to work. Boy, do we know that one. So this experience of your life from birth to physical death may seem like a long journey that you are on because you start having memories of what you've already experienced before and desires and goals to fulfill in your future. You're traveling not only through space, but through time. How does that come to be when you, as spirit, perpetually live in the present moment of no time and no space? Contrary to popular belief or assumption, you never leave your true eternal home in spirit in order to incarnate. You are still in spirit, as spirit, incarnated in a body in this world. The spirit that you are, you always and forever are. That never changes. Yet, as the forever spirit incarnated in this world, in your body, experiences the experience of being in a body and living in this world in an entirely different way than the experience of being eternal, unchanging spirit. More and more of your awareness moves over the focus of the experience of being in the body and in the world. Over time after birth, the tendency is for you to forget your awareness of yourself as the eternal spirit in favor of being aware of yourself as a separate and individual body-identified personality, body, and consciousness. Then you begin to experience your life as having begun at birth and will last until you finally arrive at what you wish to avoid called death. More and more, you begin to experience life as a constantly changing series of events and conditions. 
You might begin to view your life as good when things are going the way you hope for them to go and bad when they don't. When you forget to have your awareness of your unchanging life, uh, when you forget to have your awareness of your unchanging, limitless life as spirit, your only reference becomes whatever you experience as your life here in the world. Then you also forget all you created and planned for your incarnation here in the world, otherwise known as the dense physical universe. Without certainty in that awareness, you lose track of how your whole creative process really works. You forget that you create everything in your life in an instant in the timelessness of spirit and that you fulfill your life by experiencing the unfolding of expression of your creativity in the experience of time and space in the world. Whether you think of it as asking God for what you would like in your life, or you think of it as depending on yourself to create it in your life, either way, the whole creating of it happens in an instant in spirit. But the manifestation of it in your incarnated life in the world unfolds in time and space. The speed of manifestation happens depending on, in a way, the level of density or frequency you are living in at any given moment. Well, that's a big part of where the confusion happens for so many people in the world. They aren't aware of the relationship between their creating and their experience in the world of what they created in spirit. They don't understand the relationship between creating out of time and space and expressing their creation in time and space. It's a little like the relationship between you imagining something and bringing what you imagine in your mind into fruition in the world. Imagining something happens effortlessly and in time, in, in no time or, or no space. Just imagine. You know you can imagine whatever you like to imagine because your imagination is totally free and unrestricted by the laws of the world and nature. You can imagine anything under any condition in the world. You can imagine total peace in the middle of a battlefield if you have a degree of mastery over your mind and can meditate. You also know there's no responsibility attached to your imagining. You can imagine, you can imagine breaking the law and know that you will not get arrested for imagining it as long as you don't carry out what you imagine into the world in time and space. You also know that what you imagine you can choose to pursue into expression or just toss it away, what you imagine, without bringing it into manifestation in the world. In fact, a creative brainstorming session makes use of the freedom so that everyone involved in it can offer every kind of idea. That could range from the ludicrous to the sublime. Judgments are withheld in favor of creative freedom. Such free exchange of creative imaginings among several people can quickly bring forth surprising solutions. Great songwriters and musicians 
often get together to do that, to craft whole hit songs more quickly than any one of them could do just by themselves separately. So even though imagining something takes no time or space, once you choose to bring forth what you imagine in your mind into manifestation, that process of expression or unfoldment in the world takes time and space. Some creations in spirit can manifest here in a matter of minutes or even seconds, but other creations can take days, weeks, months, or even years to fully materialize. In fact, some things may take several lifetimes to fully manifest. Everything you create, you create in spirit, in no time, and you manifest it in the world over time and space. Once you're aware of that whole process of creative manifestation, then <clears throat> you won't get true cause and effect confused. In the world, most people still believe that cause and effect are both of this world. Yet every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The Newtonian physics only apply to effects affecting other effects in the world in time and space, not true creative causation. You'll discover that if you assign a certain kind of action, certain action to be the cause of some reaction to that action, if you look at what brought about the so-called, quote, cause will be another so-called, quote, cause, then that cause will have another cause and so on. Cause isn't in this world of time and space. In fact, the whole world is an effect and not cause. The same applies to all things of this world, including your body. Your body is always effect, never the cause. Everything you can experience in the world has its cause in someone accessing the creative power within themselves as spirit and bringing that into manifestation here. It works pretty much exactly how your nighttime dreams are brought about. When you experience a dream you're, while you're sleeping, initially you believe you are experiencing reality, right? Yet, if you are fortunate enough to become lucid during your dreaming, or in other words, become aware that you are dreaming, your entire relationship to the dream changes instantly. You no longer take whatever you were experiencing in the dream reality as real. Even if you were terrified of what was happening in your dream, now that you're aware that it's only a dream in your mind and not real, it doesn't matter at all. In fact, now you are having a great time dreaming it, or you can instantly decide you're done with dreaming that dream and move on to something else. Once you realize you were only dreaming, you realize your invincibility. Nothing in a dream can actually hurt you once you're lucid that it's only a dream. Yet until you become lucid, as far as you assume, without question, 
Everything in the dream was unshakable reality. And you may have reacted as such emotionally and otherwise. The other thing that happens when you realize that you're merely dreaming is that you know with certainty that you are the cause of the dream and no one else. No unconsciously, you are creating the dream in your mind. If you pursue studying your dreams more, you might even discover that your dreams are generally symbolic representations of your desires and fears, guilt and blame, and so on. Also, your dreaming relates to the level of consciousness at which you create the dream. If, for example, on a physical level, your body's blood sugar dips a little too low and there's a hunger response that gets triggered while you're sleeping, on that level of your consciousness, your mind will start dreaming a dream perhaps of you looking for a place to eat or of you trying to satisfy your hunger by feasting. <laughs> yeah, I think most of us have had that kind of a dream once in a while. If your desire is one of seeking approval, you might conjure up a dream representing you receiving approval from someone who represents a symbol of authority or from throngs of screaming fans that you have in the dream. Or you might dream up a scene of a beautiful, smart woman or a handsome, successful man confessing their desire for you. Ah, symbolic of getting approval, right? Anything you can happen in a dream, but the characters, scenery, and action will reveal the story of your underlying consciousness that created it. Events and experiences you have in the world are produced in your consciousness in a similar fashion. Everything you experience in the world is symbolic of your underlying consciousness that created it. Well, we're coming on our first break already, and we wanted to let you know that we are starting a brand new set of seven Zoom classes in our ever-popular ongoing series, which we have titled, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. And this one's happening just in a few weeks on Saturday, October 15th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Through these new classes, we will teach you simple but powerful psychic tools for having great communication so you can create and transform your life. We will start off our new set of classes with one to help you clean up your act and do energy work for detoxing your own communication space. Learn to clean up all the physical noise in your space so others can see you and hear you much more clearly. It'll certainly help you to transform all your relationships for the better. And for those of you listening who are in our shape group, the afternoon class, the Shape Reading Skills Practicum is also starting another seven uh, series round. For all the details and to sign up, go to our October events calendar at our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, who will be glad to help you with anything you need. We will return shortly with Arrive at Your Destination to start your journey. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Did you know that you have to know where you're going If you're going to get there successfully, in spirit, you have to arrive at your destination in order to start your journey in the world. That might sound a bit confusing, so let's explore it some more. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about how everything you experience in the world here is symbolic of some kind of underlying consciousness that created it within yourself. And um, uh, as an example, as uh, giving you the analogy of how we experience wor- you know, our lives in this so-called physical world we live in is really pretty much the same as what happens and how we create our dream life when we're dreaming at night when we're sleeping. And most people think those are two completely different experiences because their experience is that when they wake up from their sleep, you know, let's say in their bed in the morning, and they go, ah, okay, and they remember a dream or whatever, and they go, oh, that was just a dream. Boy, that was a, if it was a wonderful dream, it's like, oh, darn, that's not real. It's just, uh, it was just a dream. And then if it was a, you know, horrific dream <laughs> called nightmares, uh, we, we might be even, you know, breaking out in cold sweat in bed when we wake up and, and we go, oh, thank God, that was just a dream. It's not what? real and 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 then we automatically assume that okay now that i'm awake in this world and my life in this world that was a dream this is reality this is not a dream ah really 
Are you sure? <laughs> you figure it out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Stay on your spiritual path long enough. <laughs> have, you, have you ever noticed that pretty much any mystic, someone who whose primary goal in life is to get enlightened, to to understand, to to liberate their mind, whatever way you want to look at it, to become fully awake. Anytime someone be, became fully awake in history, essentially, they all said the same thing. The, one of the first proclamations they would make is, oh, my God, this this is just nothing but a dream, pointing to the world, or this is an illusion. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? But when you look at it, and if you've ever had uh, an experience of lucid dreaming, that's when, when you're asleep and you're dreaming, and, but you become awake in the dream, uh, meaning you realize, whoa, this is a dream I'm going through. Just until the moment you realize that it's a dream, you addressed it, you reacted to it and everything as if it was complete unshakable reality. This is the way it is. But it's not. And you realize it's a dream. And anybody who's ever had that experience, what's the first experience when you realize this is just a dream? It's the most exciting. It's it's complete liberation. It's like you, you're not beholden to anything. You're completely free because the dream is just the dream and you know it's coming out from within your own consciousness. You might not know exactly how it works, but you know you're the one who dreamt it. And now that you know you dreamt it, you just go, oh, this is just a dream. It's great. And sometimes, you know, even if it was a horrific dream, you might just continue going, oh, this is like watching a, a really well-made horror movie. And obviously, some there's lots of people out there who love horror movies. <laughs> I don't, but <laughs> but uh, different strokes for different folks, as they say. And and so then, if it was a good dream, you might just go, "Oh, this is such a fun, good dream. I think I'll just continue." But you continue knowing that it's just a dream. It's like you're going to a great movie, or you're you're in an amusement park. You just have fun. And and partly, you, you know, you can't get hurt. You can't die. You can't do anything. It, it's just, just a dream. It's just entertainment. Then you wake up in the morning, and even at that level, a lot of people might still experience, okay, that was a lucid dream. I woke up in the dream and realized it was just a dream. Now I'm living reality. But Sooner or later, you start to recognize, wait a minute, is this really reality or is it really, does it work much, much more like the dreams I have at night, except I'm not becoming lucid here yet? Ah. And many of you listening may have had those moments of lucidity where you're going along in your everyday life believing this is reality and there's a little break in it where either what's called a miracle happens or you just have this little momentary glimpse into eternity and you go whoa this is not what it looks like <laughs> so anyway 
everything here in your everyday life is just as symbolic as the symbols in your nighttime sleep dreaming. No difference. And that's why there are no accidents in life. Everything is related to your consciousness and your creative expression of that consciousness, whether you are aware of any of it or not. So in your experience of going from one point in time and place to another point as your destination, you know, we call that a journey. We call that getting from here to there. You have to arrive at your destination in order to embark upon your journey. Oh, yes. Here in this world of time and space, it's practically inside out and upside down and backwards from how it is from spirit to the world. You've arrived at your destination in spirit the moment you created the fulfillment of your journey. You haven't lived through it here in time and space yet, but the moment you imagine it in spirit, you've arrived at your destination. You decide, oh, wouldn't I love to to sing this song or wouldn't I love to take a walk in the park? Guess what? When you think like that, in your mind, you're imagining the whole scene, aren't you? You're imagining exactly the park you would like to walk in and you imagine yourself walking in it guess what if that's what you set up as a goal let's say oh later on today when i have some time off i am going to go walk take that nice little stroll through that beautiful park guess what that decision you made You've already imagined the whole walk. You imagine being at the park. You imagine you knew you're, you already know exactly what it is that you'd like to do. And then later on in the day, you decide, okay, now's the time I can go out and actually do it. Oh, the actually doing it part isn't the creating part. The creating part you've already done. The actual doing part is manifesting what you already imagined in spirit into this physical world of time and space. Ah. So this is why no matter what it is you do in life, whether it's important or not or big or small or whatever it is, you always have to, in your mind, in spirit, You have to arrive at your destination before you're able to manifest it in time and space or, let's say, over time and space uh, here in this world to go through the motions and to experience it in the physical, so-called physical reality, a certain kind of experience of actually doing it. But the actual real doing it in terms of creativity, you've already done it in an instant. The moment you decide it, that's what you're going to do. So when you manifest that arrival or conclusion or the solution to the problem, how it is produced in time and space appears to be in a neat linear sequential order from beginning to end. Whenever you're seeking to manifest a creation or solve a problem or resolve a situation in your life, 
always become fully aware of the destination you consider to be the fulfillment of that creative process. Once you see the real destination or end point of that process, you might consider, say, satisfactory to you, right? When you're at the destination, you satisfied your, your creativity, creative expression. Then you start your trek to manifest that over time. This is why making a vision board for what you seek to attain or accomplish is, has been so popular with some people. It helps them have a tactile 3D version of arriving at their destination so that their creative journey of manifestation could begin in the world. You could also think of it as start at the end and then observe carefully to support the process of its unfoldment in the world. In a sense, once you write the happily ever after ending to your story, you can begin your adventure of getting there. Without creating your destination first, you don't set up the guardrails that lead you by step by step to the destination. It's like once you plug in the address for your destination into your GPS map, your GPS can give you turn-by-turn directions to lead you there. Arriving at the destination to start your journey is exactly that. And whatever the address is that you input into your GPS, it will ensure you that you will arrive there successfully. So there's so much power in this information. I wanted to uh, back up a little bit and talk about what Michael mentioned much earlier in his talk, which was about, you know, if you imagine, for instance, (laughs) that you're committing a crime, but if you never follow through on that, then, you know, you've done nothing wrong. But I wanted to add a little bit to that on, for those of you that are real sensitive and even saying something like that, you probably, you know, it's like, don't think of a pink elephant. (laughs) (laughs) You start thinking about it. So if you're ever caught with some kind of a weird thought like that, that, you know, if you're not a criminal and you're not really into committing crimes, and that picture is hanging out around you and bothering you or whatnot, you can just imagine a rose in front of you, put that image that you don't like in the rose, and any energy in your space that came with that, you might have picked it up from someone else, actually. Let that go out from your space into that rose, and then, just like a flash of light or fireworks, explode that rose and let go of that image. Because... If for some reason you get stuck on that picture, you may take a left turn and get off your path. And, and of course, you don't want to do that. Now, there's another thing, too. I became aware a long time ago when I was teaching beginning classes that, in a way, I didn't say it like this in the classes. Like Michael was saying, it's all an illusion, every bit of it, including our physical lives here. But I became aware that we're even the physical dense physical universe we live in is part of that astral plane if you will that we are having an experience in so when you go out of your body you go to different densities of that astral plane and sometimes you'll have a dream about being with a celebrity my favorite one is that happens with me is even though i wasn't a big fan when he was alive Hmm. and i've been alive long enough to um and when he was still alive, 
I often meet the being Elvis in this place where he plays in a piano bar that's all surrounded by glass, which is the funniest thing. We're old friends. We always say, hey, to one another. So anyway, you can, in in your creative process, you can say hello to things that you know that's not really part of your life or people that you know as a soul that aren't really part of your life. So those of you that see celebrities a lot in your dream, don't get obsessed with it. Just know as a soul family, these are some of your kind of real friends out there, and you're just not necessarily destined to be together in this lifetime. So it's very fun. I remember reading uh, in one near-death experiencer's book that she decided once she became lucid in a dream, she was going to sleep with her favorite six male celebrities. And she did exactly that, and no harm done. And none of those celebrities has shown up in her life as far as I know, (laughs) which is kind of funny. But using your imagination to create and to be aware that once you create whatever it is your goal is or, or what you're working toward, this whole idea of that's the start of you know being at your destination and then going going through the motions of getting there with your body and experiencing it in what we call so-called real time even though even the time here is not is, real is not real <laughs> it's so much fun to play with it really is well before we go on our second break we wanted to remind you to check our website again Michael Tamora, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in MaryURA.com, for all our upcoming events. And you can get all the details for the next Zoom class in our popular ongoing remote series. You might be more psychic than you think, coming up Saturday, October 15th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. We'd really like to see some of you who have been listening to our radio show for a while come join us for one of these classes. You don't have to sign up for all seven. Um, You can just take one if you like. Try it out. This one will help you to clear up your communication space so you could express yourself more clearly and be heard. Join us for Clean Up Your Act and Learn to Do Psychic Energy Work for Detoxing Your Own Communication Space. That's the title for this week's class of the You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think on October 15th. In just a bit, we'll be back with more on Arrive at Your Destination to start your journey. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring what it means to arrive at your destination to start your journey. And before we find out about how you can do that every day, I just wanted to remind everyone, in case you can't always get on the um, Voice America website, our shows also appear on the following. I'm sure some of you use these. Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. Please be sure to tune in, and we have lots and lots and lots of past shows, too, that are easy to access on on the uh, Voice America website and as well as these platforms. All right, let's find out more about how you can do arriving at your destination to start your journey every day. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about when did I start to realize that I had to start at the destination to, you know, if I if I had to arrive at my destination, I had to know and see my destination, experience being at my destination before I could really start my journey. Was It wasn't all in a brilliant flash of <laughs> awareness. Inspiration. It, yeah, it came over a period of time, but I, I kind of traced back to it. I started to get the little hint of it when I was somewhere between grade school and high school, so in the middle school time period. But I do remember once I was in high school, something kicked in. And that's something that kicked in that brought about me having a lot more success in school and in my social life, everything else, was this very thing of starting at the destination, you know, arriving at the destination to start whatever I wanted to start. So whether it was a a school test or something like that or a, a sport event, whatever, I slowly start to realize that every time I already, I I saw it, I knew it. There were times and I was on a baseball team every year and, and um, there were games before the games. I already knew we won the game. I could see it. I could see uh, that, you know, we're, I could see us already on the bus going home after the game Everybody's laughing and, you know, joking and having a good time because we we just won. 
And invariably, those games that I saw ahead of time that, yep, this I don't have a I don't have any problem with it. I already know we're we're we've already won the game. We inevitably we won the game. It's those games that I was nervous, you know, and I wasn't sure, and I don't know. This is a very strong team and everything. That it was iffy. Even some of those we won, but but of course we didn't lose very often. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I think about it, and and partly because I guess we all have that certainty of how it's going to turn out. And then in school, that was same with tests and stuff. Even if I didn't really study that much for the test or all that, there there are times where I just knew I I have no problem with it. It's just it's gonna it's gonna work out fine. I already see it. I already know it. And every single time I would, you know, do extremely well on those kind of tests. So it's then when I look back before that time period, uh, especially early in, in my childhood in school, Oh, I was unsure about everything, and and I was scared. You know, I'm I'm gonna mess this whole thing up, and sure enough, I mess it up <laughs> because that was the destination I had already arrived to in my mind is me messing up, falling flat on my face in front of the class the whole bit, and sure enough, I go up in front of the class, and whatever I do just doesn't go very well. Which then would kind of, um, uh, what would you call it, uh, confirm my, my worst fears that, oh, yeah, my fears were, were true. You know? <laughs> but it, they weren't. I just created it that way. So by the time I got out of high school, I'm now in college and everything, it got more and more. I, had, I started to have more and more certainty that, oh, yeah. It's it's already there. Then later, a little bit later on, uh, as a young adult, there's one point where I start to notice, oh, all of a sudden I'd be able to get this, you know, stereo system or or computer or whatever it was that I wanted. It just shows up, and I go think about it later, and it, it took a while to connect the dots. Oh, every time that happened, leading up to that time, I was already, in my mind, I was already using that computer. In my mind, I was already enjoying listening to that stereo system. Oh. And again, it was much many years later that I, I put the connected the, the dots all the way and realized, oh, yeah, in spirit, I created it. Completely. It's not just creating it in terms of, oh, gee, wouldn't it be nice to have something like this? No, I created the entire experience of enjoying using and benefiting from and blah, blah, blah of whatever that, you know, even a, a material object, a product or whatever it was, car, uh, house. And sure enough, sooner or later, and usually sooner, it materialized in my life. 
even without me trying to do something about it. Amazing, isn't it? So that's how it, it, it works. And then much, much later on, I, I start to get the uh, confirmation about that when I listen to uh, top athletes in the world being interviewed after they win some incredible championship world record, blah, blah, blah. And the interviewer is interviewing that person. And, and what's the secret? And what, what, what do you attribute this incredible performance and blah? And the, invariably, the, every single athlete start to say the same thing of, oh, yeah, I, I sure put in my time at the gym and work out and, you know, pump iron and all that kind of stuff. But the most important part was the mental work. I visualize doing every little minor detail of this, whatever their sport was and whatever the race or the contest was. And I don't go out there to do get into the race or the contest until I can completely see the whole they didn't use the word, but destination that, you know, they had to arrive at the end of their, their whole journey in their mind first. Then when they start to put it, when they were out on the field or in the racetrack, wherever they were, they just did it. They just manifested it in time and space, what they already knew, what they already saw, what they already experienced and created in full in spirit. And invariably, they did incredible. Huh. So, so then when I start to hear that over and over, I thought, wow, that's what I, I came to the same conclusion. The only difference was these people are dedicated, committed to their profession and their sport, their whatever they do, they do it religiously. Whereas mine was hit and miss. Mine was, you know, uh, if I wanted the thing enough or whatever, or I was enjoying thinking about it enough, I kind of accidentally did it, and then it worked. And then other things, I didn't bother with it. And so then it was a lot more, it, it took a lot more time, it took a lot more effort, it took a lot more situations to bring it about until much, much later in my life, I start to, again, realize, oh, yeah, why don't I do this with everything in my life? <laughs> and, oh, that part is really interesting. I think a lot of you might be able to identify with that. When I ask myself, I start to ask myself, okay, why didn't I do what I know absolutely works for everything? or at least for everything that's, you know, more important or whatever. And uh, I finally got the answer to that. And it, it led me to, oh, yeah. When I didn't do it is because somewhere within my consciousness, I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy of it. I, you know, it, it's, well... How often do you hear people going, oh, don't bother. It's just me. You know, you know me. It's just me. 
I'm not some VIP. I'm not some blah, blah, blah. Interesting, isn't it? How we take away from ourselves our worth and our appreciation of who we are. And we downplay it. Huh. A lot of us do it unconsciously. But some of us even might do it consciously. It's just, no, 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 I don't deserve this. So then when I start to realize that, then a lot of things start to change in terms of, oh, yeah. How come did I, uh, why is it that I, I think of myself as, oh, if it's in this dire circumstance, I deserve it. But on an everyday level, something like this, it's not important enough. I'm not important enough. da 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 Huh. And then I start to realize, you know, little children aren't like that, are they? And then I start to remember, oh, when I was really, really a little child, I wasn't like that. No, I wasn't demanding and obnoxious or anything like that. But if I wanted something, if I needed something, I asked for it. Right? It's like, yeah, I'm hungry. (laughs) <laughs> and and it's if all you're, you're in a good circumstance in your family and everything if you go as a little kid I'm hungry then your parents feed you or at least tell you okay guess what you just ate <laughs> you gotta wait till the next meal <laughs> hmm, I wonder why I was a chubby kid anyway <laughs> So it's a little bit like that, isn't it? And somewhere along the way, as we grow up and and become a, quote, responsible adult and all that kind of stuff, uh, we we have to do the honorable thing and and be humble and, and, oh, no, not me, you first, all that stuff. Why not? It's not all for me and nothing for you kind of a thing. No, it's not about selfishness. It's about being able to see our own worth and allow ourselves to have, be at our destination. And hold that vision. Once again, we're at the end of our show for today. Can you believe it? We hope you enjoyed our show and gained some new insights and helpful tools today. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for transforming obstacles into opportunities that should be a really good one when you find yourself up against a seemingly immovable wall in your life you don't have to let it stop you you just have to learn to see it as the golden opportunity that it really is tune in to find out how remember to one more time to sign up for our new set of seven zoom classes on psychic tools for having great communication Starting Saturday, October 15th, with the class being titled Clean Up Your Act, Energy Work for Detoxing Your Own Communication Space. This is all part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, open to everyone uh, Zoom class series. For all the details and to sign up, check our website events calendar for October 2022 or call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. 
appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.